It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a, a good one for you, as always, uh, this evening. Uh, right around the corner, preseason starts, full slate of preseason games. Uh, so what that means is we're going to uh, preview the uh, the AFC South-ish uh, this week. I uh, also want to talk some Eric B. Enemy. He's making some noise in the Washington camp right now. It seemed to be, seems to be a little bit too intense for the players and the coaches liking, if you will. So uh, we're definitely going to talk into that. Also want to talk some rookie quarterbacks. I'm uh, going to ask E. Scott which rookies he thinks are, are going to – which rookie is going to have the best uh, best season out of the out of the core that I give. Also want to um, ask him as well who's going to be have a better season uh, between Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. Also going to talk some college football. Uh, you know, we're going to the, – the, the uh, week one is right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. So we got some good ones uh, dialed up for you. We got Colorado versus TCU. We got LSU versus Florida State. Um, we got we got a plethora for you, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, our one-ticket segment, our uh, Who Am I, our uh, K-Walk and E. Scott Cares When No One Else Cares segment, and, of course, Eric's entertainment segment at the end of the show. So with that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? Hey, no rapper can rap quite like I can. I take a muscle power man and put his face in the sand. Not the last mafia swarm of MC cop. Make you say go East Scott and do the watch. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Hey, man, you quoted my goat, man. You quoted my goat with a little, you know, you changed some of my stuff up in there a little bit. But, uh, you know, hey, listen, shout out to the 50th uh, anniversary of hip-hop music, ladies and gentlemen. 50 years, man. I can't believe that I'm the same age as, uh, as hip-hop, man. I Wow. That, that's there's a lot, a lot of celebration going on with that, A.E., so it's so a good stuff. Way to slide into that. I appreciate you you, you quoting my man, L.L., right there. First. That's a good stuff for sure. <laughs> good stuff for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's, uh, let's, let's dive into it. Also, we're going to give our over and under. I didn't mention that as well. Uh, e. Scott's going to give me some teams, and I'll give you the, uh, my prediction as far as we did this last year, if you remember. Um, I'll give you my over, under, whatever the number is for the E. Gives me, I'll tell you if it's going to be. They're going to have over those amount of wins or under those amount of ones. I'm going to throw that in there out as well. All right, let's, uh, let's dive right into it, man. Uh, and I, and I, I want to start with uh, Eric Bieniemy, man. He's making some news, as I mentioned, in, in uh, the Washington, uh, Washington camp. It seems like these players, man, are, are the saying that he's too intense and they want him to dial the intensity down. He, listen, I have to say, man, this, I, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know. I'll have to ask you this, E, and I'll give you my thoughts and opinions. But, E, are these players and coaches, and Ron Rivera has come out and said that, you know, yeah, he's concerned about the intensity that uh, Eric Bieniemy has brought to the table. But then he kind of he, he, he 
you know, pulled back on that, if you will. He came back on him the next day with a press conference that he read. To keep that in mind, what he said, he actually read, you know, his retraction, uh, if you will. Hey, is this a, is, is this is something that is um, is this a case of Eric the enemy being too hard, or the Washington Commanders being too soft? What say you? First of mm-hmm. all, I don't think. Eric Bieniemy is the story. The story here is Ron Rivera because the right. only reason we know about any of this is Ron Rivera. It's not like Shefty broke a story and quoted sources from inside the Washington Commanders locker room or Woj did a story, Shams, or any of these other insiders or even some insider you never heard of. That's not right. where the story came from. The story came directly from Ron Rivera. And uh, you got to keep some stuff in-house. Now, I don't deny that this is going on, but why, how did this get out? It didn't leak. Yeah. Ron Rivera said this at a press conference. And so, yeah. okay, maybe Eric Bieniemy has been a little hard on him. But Eric Bieniemy knows how to win. It's been proven. He's won. He's been the three Super Bowls, won two of them. I mean, so, and like, when you text me this earlier today, I just text you back one word, culture. In parentheses, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that, that heat culture. Because it's kind of like when LeBron left Cleveland, he said he views his time in Miami as college. He went and learned how to win. He said because right. he had no idea what was going on at other teams. He just knew how they did it in Cleveland. And he gets to Miami, and it's a whole other thing. He said, oh, so this is how you win. So I think, and, like, if you have made it to the level of professional NFL football player, this is not the first time you've been in an intense situation. I right. mean, this is not, remember, remember two of days? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, two, remember, bro. Absolutely. Remember the Oklahoma drill? Oh, I mean, you have, if you, exactly. If you <laughs> made it this far in your career, you've been in intense, and I'm putting up the air quote, situations before. So, first of all, I think you got to man up. And secondly, is this a complaint from the players? The players are saying Airbnb enemy is intense, but was this formed as a complaint or was this phrased as that? He's changing the culture. We don't know because all of this that we know is coming from Ron Rivera. So, yeah, he should have did a retraction because he shouldn't have said anything in the first place. Yeah, you're spot on with everything that you you mentioned as always, and and I agree there. And I'm got I'm going to say you listen. You know what, Eric the enemy is going to be intense for two reasons because it is the Commanders. They finished what eight eight and one last year. So he's trying to you know he's trying to you know uh, you know change things. You know change that mentality. You know change that eight. Don't be satisfied with eight and eight uh, eight eight and one. Uh, you know season. Even though it wasn't a losing season wasn't a winning season either. And look where he's coming from, like you mentioned, culture. You know, look where he's coming from. He's coming from an organization that has won two out of the last three, four Super Bowls. You know, Andy Reid. Now, all of a sudden, now he's the offensive coordinator. So now he feels like, I, I also want to throw this into the mix as well, as I think that Eric Bieniemy feels like he has a lot to prove because a lot of people felt as though it was more Andy Reid calling those plays, and and it was more Andy Reid being successful there, you know, with the offense with Patrick led by Patrick Holmes and Travis Kelsey, as opposed to Eric Bieniemy. Even though Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator, people still feel feel as though it was Andy Reid calling the shots. And you remember that Andy Reid after the Super Bowl said it was all Eric Bieniemy. 
we get that he had to do that because he knew that was going to be uh, Eric Bieniemy's last uh, last game as a Kansas City Chief, and he was just trying to give him a um, you know a, you know endorsement, uh, if you will, um, and, and letting him know, letting the other the, the other uh, organizations know, like listen, it wasn't me, it was uh, Eric Bieniemy. And a lot of people are saying this is why he didn't get a head coaching job because they want to see what he can do as an offensive coordinator that doesn't have Andy Reid's name attached to it. So he wants to get from under his shadow. I get that. But at the same time, intensity, man, is – I think Princess and they, they have this thing called uh, intensity is not a perfume, man. It's, it's, it's not something that's, you know, supposed to be – you know, it's nothing so supposed to smell so good. So you come in there with that mentality, man, and you've got to – you gotta be you gotta be ready for that because it's a coach it's a it's a coaching change and like you mentioned it's a culture change and Ron Rivera of all people should I don't know why he would say somebody is too intense or he's concerned with someone's intensity they called him Riverboat Ron for a reason so if that I mean you the have that name for yeah you know what I mean you you go for it on fourth down you go for it in crucial situations exactly he's a gambler so with that being said you got to welcome that. And you have to, you have to, that has to be the reason why you brought him in. You brought him on. You're the one who brought him in. And, E, I have to agree with you 1,000% when you said, listen, um, you know, with Ron Rivera, keep it in-house. Do not, uh, you know, air your dirty laundry, man. That's something, like you mentioned, it didn't come from, you know, Shefty. It didn't come from Ian Rappaport or whatever these, you know, the beat writers are. It came from Ron Rivera. And if the guys are feeling it's too intense, then they don't need to be in there, man. They need to go. They need to go elsewhere. They need to go play basketball. Go play this new sport, pickleball. Pickleball is is, is picking up right now. It's becoming <laughs> popular. You know, go play that. You know what I mean? But you know, you can't. I don't. I've never heard anyone being um, being concerned by someone being too intense. He, growing up, he, you and I, we've, we've seen all of these coaches. We've seen the Bill Parcells. You know, we've seen those no-nonsense guys, man, and it was all about if it wasn't intensity, then you weren't coaching. And, you know, for, 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 for me to hear this, I'm all in on Eric Bannemi here. I'm all in. If it's too intense, these guys don't don't need to be don't need to be in the league. They're making too much money to be crying about working too hard, man. I mean, I don't understand how you can get all it, this money and complain about working too hard, Cardi. It reminds me of the scene from Remember the Titans when um, Petey, when 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 Coach Boom got a Petey face. It's football fun now, son. Yes, it's right. fun now, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, they're just used to going in their E and just, you know, going through the motions, you know, getting their paychecks once a month, once every two weeks. I don't, I'm not sure exactly how, how often they get paid, but when they do get paid and they get they <laughs> The get, first and the 15th. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's twice a month. First and the 15th, they pick up those checks or they get those director, director. And, you know, you get off those Tuesdays, man. So, I mean, you mean to tell me that you're not even – you're making all these millions of dollars and you're not even really working seven days a week. You're not working seven days a week, and you're complaining about working too hard, complaining about it being too intense. Hey, Eric, being if I were you, if you're listening, man, hey, amp it up even more. Amp it up even more because, you know, hey, this is my coach used to always say, listen, we ain't going to go long, but we are going to go hard. It's hard, but it's fair, you know, and, you know, if you don't like it, hey, 
tough, hey, tough, you know what? And listen, it's my way or the highway. It's my way or the highway. And if you're pissed off, good. <laughs> That's what my coach used to say. And he also used to say, listen, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. Yeah, so you know what? On. You're pissed on. So, hey, listen, hey, commanders, players, man, come on now. Put on the pants, man. Put on the because it's big, it's big boy ball, and, and you're dealing with, you know, and you're in a in a conference that, you know, you're you're in some people's eyes that you're you're uh, projected to to be at the basement, you know, to be at the basement where you finished that last year. Listen, I, I if I was those guys, man, I would tell tell Coach enemy especially those 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 uh, the vets. Coach, you know what? You're saying a lot of people are saying you're too intense. I would go in and say, yeah, listen. You're not intense, intense enough for me. You know, turn it up even more. You know, you're gonna have some, and you're gonna weed some of these guys out, man. You're gonna weed some of these guys out, the guys that you don't want on your on your team to begin with. If they can't work hard, man, then they don't need to be there. But yeah, Eric Bieniemy, good stuff. Ron Rivera, man up, man. Come on now, that's 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 just ridiculous for you to come out and and, and do that to that man uh, like that, telling somebody they're too intense. Never heard that before in my life. But um, nonetheless, let's switch gears here a little bit. E, let's stay on the uh, the NFL talk here. And um, and, and speaking of the, uh, the 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 AFC, I want to talk about the AFC South here. And we got some teams, E, like right now. To me, it seems like it's a one team race, in my opinion. Maybe a two team race. But this, I want to get your thoughts and opinions on uh, how you how you see this one. How do you see this uh, this conference or this division? Excuse me, this division uh, playing out. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're not sure, if you don't know what the division, I mean, uh, uh, the teams are in this division. I'm sure you are if you're listening to us. Because you're well informed, as as E always he always says, you, you know, this is entertainment. So I'm pretty sure you're 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 informed on this here. So we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, we got the Houston Texans, we got the Tennessee Titans, and we got the Indianapolis Colts. And out of these uh, these two these four teams, two have rookie quarterbacks coming in here. Um, you know, with the Houston Texans, they got uh, they got C.J. Stroud. And Indianapolis Colts are probably going to have Anthony Richardson because I can't see Gardner Minshew being a starter. He may start week one, but I don't see him starting too much longer after that. And then you got the uh, the young coming uh, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, as well. And then you got Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. But e, how do you see this uh, this uh, this division uh, playing out? So I think the best quarterback over there is Trevor Lawrence, and football mm-hmm. is a game of quarterback play. But I don't know if Jacksonville has surrounded him with, with with the best options. I mean, Houston is a dumpster fire as an organization, as a staff record label and a crew. They just I don't know what's going on over there. Um right. Indianapolis, Tannehill, okay, Miami Tannehill was terrible. The Tannehill yeah, that first sure. got over to Tennessee was pretty good. He didn't turn back into Miami Tannehill, so he's awful. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Richards, <laughs> if I I should have brought Ship on the show because Ship is a huge <clears throat> detractor of Anthony Richardson. He don't like him at all. I like him. Wow. I think he was good at Florida. I mean, I, I, he has all the intangibles, and I tell mm-hmm. Ship this all the time. But he's not accurate. I'll give him that. But you can teach accuracy, so I, I think he'll be okay over there. But if I had to pick a division winner, I'm going to say Jacksonville simply because they got the best quarterback in the division. But the the winner of that division, 
It's probably maybe a game under 500 or one to two games over 500. They're going to come in what we call the back door, and they'll get a home playoff game just because of the way it's set up. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's about all that's going to happen over there. Look to travel if you win that home playoff game. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you here, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jacksonville is the winner of this division. Um, I I don't know if you have them listed as I don't know if we're gonna go through all the teams as far as when we do the over under or if you gotta select uh, a few. We're gonna do NFC tonight and then we'll okay. do AFC next week. Okay, gotcha. So I'll hold on my prediction there, but nonetheless, I do have um, Jacksonville winning this division. I mean, I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a uh, a huge step, and I think he's he's going to make some serious noise. And he does have some weapons over there uh, in in Jacksonville. He has Travis Etienne uh, over there. He has Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk actually surprised me last season. I thought that they gave him too much money in that free agency coming over from from Arizona, um, but he surprised me. And, and now. Now they got uh, they have Evan Ingram. They they signed him to an extension, and Evan Ingram has a new life in Jacksonville, coming from uh, New York. There they have Zay Jones, and Zay Jones is also uh, you know a, a guy that is going to be. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, key in this in, in, in this uh, in this offense because of the weapons that I've named, and not to mention Calvin Ridley, who's coming off of that suspension due to gambling. He's from what I'm hearing, he's tearing the uh, he's tearing camp up. So he does have some weapons, meaning Trevor Lawrence. He does have some weapons there, and, and that's why I'm going to say that uh, it's their division to win uh, or division to lose. Again, that's always how you want to look at it: half empty, half full. But um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jacksonville here uh, along with you, E. Now, as far as the other the other the other teams in this division, E, you know what? I really like the Colts, man, because of the fact of the matter is I like Anthony Richardson, but there's so much more going on there behind the scenes. We got uh, you got Jonathan Taylor right now not getting along with Jim Ursa. You you and I spoke about that last week, and now he's taking time away from camp, you know, to to work on his ankle injuries. Now all of a sudden he has an ankle injury. I don't know where that came from. All of a sudden, you know, after he requested a trade, now his ankle is bothering him. But uh, we know how that goes. So um, I don't know what sir, we're going to get from the from, from the Colts. So uh, I mean, I think, and we're going to I think we're going to see Anthony Richardson sooner than a lot of people think. Some people saying that he's going to start right away. A lot of people saying that you know it's going to be Minshew for a couple of games, and then Anthony Richardson will go in. Uh, you know, will get will get be thrown in there um, for sure. So. Um, then you got the, the Houston Texans, and the Houston Texans, man, I just know what we're going to get. I don't see a lot of wins from this team. D'Amico Ryans is my guy, you know, former uh, defensive coordinator from the 49ers. Of course, they got the, you know, uh, number two overall in C.J. Stroud. Their best receiver, their top receiver is Robert Wood, and you really, unless someone steps up, man, you know, they have a young receiving core, but Robert Woods right now is the biggest name on, on, that, uh, on that, uh, that roster from a receiver standpoint. That's not saying a lot because Robert Woods is known to get hurt, so he is injury prone. Also, Damian Pierce, uh, the, young, the young man out of, out of Florida, he's uh, – he's, um, he's he's uh, he's he's big time, man. He's big time, and I think if they can give him, uh, you know, get him the ball and and, and block for him, then that may release some stress from uh, 
uh, you know, from uh, C.J. Stroud. And the Tennessee Titans, man, I, I do think they're going to be good. Man, I think they pull up this. I think they're a second. I think they finish second here. They do have Ryan Tannehill, as you mentioned. Uh, they do have uh, Derrick Henry. They, they signed DeAndre Hopkins um, as well. So I think they have the, some of the weapons if they can stay healthy, if they can provide time for Ryan Tannehill. I think they can make some noise in this division. But I do think it's Jacksonville's. Uh, division to win uh, for sure. All right, so good stuff there. We won't give our. I was going to give my uh, my records here, but um, I'll hold off for that for next week. Um, you know, so so that, that way, you know, I can stay consistent. I don't want to mess it up because I like to stay consistent. <laughs> I like to stay consistent. So uh, all right, good stuff there. All right, what we're going to do here, ladies and gentlemen, we're also we're going to uh, uh, grab our first break. When we come back, we're going to stay on the NFL talk. And uh, I want to ask E, who has a better uh, season? We're going to talk rookie quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to talk Bryce Young. We're going to talk, as I previously mentioned, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levies, and also Hendon Hooker uh, as well. I want to ask E, who he thinks will be, uh, you know, who will have the better season uh, out of these guys. And also we'll talk about some other guys as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Be right back. Hey guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC, can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC, at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Welcome back, welcome back. Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us uh before the uh the break, we uh we were talking Eric the Enemy and we were giving our previews of the 
the AFC South uh, and our thoughts and predictions on that and uh, who would finish in uh, what order. All right, we're going to stay on the NFL talk, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, it is that time of the year, best time of the year as far as I'm concerned. And we got this uh, tomorrow night, we got two games there. And then uh, Saturday, Sunday, it's just going to be the last weekend um, without what's well, going to be the last weekend of full football. So we're not going to go without football for another five to six months, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, buckle up again. It's the greatest time of the year as far as I'm concerned. All right. Uh, so with that being said, uh, E, I'm going to talk about the rookie quarterbacks. And a lot of noise about these quarterbacks. We had quarterbacks go, you know, uh, you know, one, two, and four. One, two, and four. We had CJ uh, Bryce Young, excuse me, going to the Panthers. We had C.J. Stroud going to the Texans, as we mentioned, and then Anthony Richardson going to the Colts. Also had to throw Will Levies in there uh, as well. We may see the Will Levies this year. You kind of mentioned uh, Ryan Tannehill, and, you know, we don't know what uh, type of uh, player he's going to be this year. We do see a different Ryan Tannehill, again, as you mentioned, than we did see in Miami. So, um, but we'll, so we'll throw Will Levies in there, and we'll also throw Hendon Hooker in there as well. The young man who uh, who uh, tore his ACL last year at the University of Tennessee was drafted in the third round by the uh, by the Detroit Lions. You know they're back. He's going to be backing up Jared Goff. Jared Goff seems to be you know serviceable at best. I don't see him giving up a um, uh, giving uh, giving up a, uh, uh, his starting job unless a, a, a major injury knock on wood occurs. So. Um, I guess you got, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, I guess you know who I'm not going to pick as one of the best season. But nonetheless, he, uh, out of these four uh, these four or five guys, um, who do you have uh, having the best season this year as far as rookies go? <clears throat> I think it's going to be Bryce Young. And I say that because he he is the, he was named the starter. I think it's mm-hmm. his, his, his sophomore year at Alabama. I think Carolina mm-hmm. went ahead and named him the starter which I thought was premature. But, I mean, so he's definitely going to start. And the only downside I can see to him is his size. I, I just think he's too little. But from what I've read about him and heard about him, they say he has an extremely high football IQ. As a matter of fact, they said he's actually could be an off. He could walk into the league and be an offensive coordinator right now. They said his wow. football IQ is, is that high. He's elusive. He has a little speed. I mean, like I said, you can't really teach size. But if he right. can overcome that, I think he'll have the better season out of all the guys that you named. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have to agree with you there, man. As much as I want to say Anthony Richardson, man, I because I, he's my guy. You know, I'm a Florida Gator fan. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't already know, um, I am a Florida Gator fan. And I thought, you know, if he stayed one more year, it would be – a different season for the the Gays. I don't know how much how much better they would be. A little bit better. I don't know if it's if it's going to be significantly better. But um, I like Anthony Richardson. I love everything about this young man. Uh, his size, his his uh, attention to detail, his arm strength, his accuracy. I know there were some questions about his accuracy, but from what I'm hearing, is getting better as as camp goes along. Um, I heard that he made a, a heck of a throw. Um, you know, this past uh, during camp that people were wowing about. So I really wanted to go with him, but I also have to look at the bigger bigger picture and what uh, is surrounding him, you know, what's surrounding him. 
Uh, Jonathan Taylor, if, if, John, if I knew Jonathan Taylor was all in, and uh, I would say that he would be, you know, he would be my guy, but I don't know what's going on with that situation, so I have to hold off. But um, I, I have to agree with you here. here e, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Bryce Young because I think Bryce Young is going to be, uh, is going to be the starter. C.J. Stroud, I think, is also going to be the starter as well. He had, you know, from what I'm hearing, Davis Mills, who's their going to be their backup, was pushing him through camp. But you know, but I don't know how much you can you can hold that you know you know how much of a litmus test you can uh, you, you can uh, you can use you know CJ Stroud because we're talking about Davis Mills. I mean Davis Mills is a serviceable quarterback. He's okay as a backup, maybe a backup to the backup, but he's no starter in the NFL by by any stretch. And then obviously that's why they went after CJ Stroud. But I do like Bryce Young, man. I'm hearing a lot of good things about Bryce Young. I'm hearing um, his ability to, uh, you know, his, his different arm angles that he's thrown with. Um, you know, he's he's very. Um, they're not comparing him to Patrick uh, Mahomes, but they're saying that he makes throws like Patrick Mahomes as far as he can make those off balance throws, those sidearm throws those throws where, you know, his body's leaning one way and the ball's going the other way. So I'm hearing a, a lot of that coming from, uh, you know, coming from camp. So, and, and, and we know he's going to be there. You know, we, we know they don't have any really one else to go to, maybe Davis Mills, but that's not really saying too much. Um, now, as far as Will Levy's goes, man, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know about Tannehill. I don't think Tannehill is going to drop the ball, no pun intended. I don't, I don't think he's going to let this situation get away from him because he does have, you know, two talented players, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, you know, behind him or with him, I should say. And that's Derrick Henry, who's arguably one of the best running backs in the game and DeAndre Hopkins. And you kind of mentioned it a, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, as far as, you know, there may be a, a hidden injury that we don't know about, you know, uh, with, with DeAndre Hopkins, but let's just say he is healthy. Let's just say he is healthy that's he's one of the he's one of the best receivers in in the game in the game if when healthy man really he really is and if he can get a healthy meaning Ryan Tannehill can get a healthy uh, DeAndre Hopkins and a healthy uh, Derek uh, Henry I think they're you know the, you know Ryan Tannehill is going to be all right so with that being said if Ryan if that's the case I don't really see Will Levy's getting into the game I want to see what he looks like we're going to see a lot of Will Levy's in preseason but I don't think we're going to see a lot of them in in the regular season barring any major injuries again knock on wood so I'm with you E I'm, I'm going to go Bryce Young I'm going to go Bryce Young with you uh, as well. I think he has the biggest upside. I think he has the highest ceiling. A lot of people talk about his size or lack thereof, but uh, let's throw that out the window, man, because one of my sayings is it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. And from what I'm hearing, he has a lot of fight uh, in, in him. In. So good stuff, good stuff. All right, what I, want to, what I want to do now, man, I want to ask you about uh, your guy and my former guy. Your guy today and my former guy from yesterday, if you will. And I want to ask you, who has the better season between these two guys? And then uh, this is uh, Derek Carr from your, now your New Orleans Saints and Jimmy Garoppolo, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers and currently for the Las Vegas Raiders. In your opinion, who has the better season between these two? I'm going to go Derek Carr, even though I'm not a Derek Carr fan. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Saints fan. I mean, which that does fact into it. But if I want to be objective here. I would still say Carr because I think Jimmy G is insurance fraud. I mean, Jimmy G was supposed to be the next Tom Brady 
What Tom, the real Tom Brady went to Kraft and said, hey, look, it's me and Jimmy G. <laughs> and they rolled Jimmy G up out of there. He really hadn't been, I won't say the same, but we really hadn't seen all this hype that, that yeah. we were supposed nah. to see. Nah. Now, I know a lot of it was marred by injury, but you got to factor yeah. that in. Injuries are part of the game. I mean, the best business is availability. So, I, yeah. and, and, um, if, what, we talked about this a few weeks back. You know, the Raiders got a clause in Jimmy G's contract that we can fire mm-hmm. you for cause. Because <laughs> that's, what, that's what it amounts to. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. the exact word he is, we can roll your ass up out of here anytime for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But in the yep. corporate world where you and I work, K-Walk, well, that means, hey, we can fire you for cause, dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and cause means because we feel like it. Because we, we feel like it. <laughs> yeah, we come up here one day and we don't feel that you should be anymore, and we can fire you for cause. And so <laughs> I don't know why Jimmy G took that deal, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. But, yeah, that's your question number goal. Car. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go car too, man. Um, even though Jimmy G, in my opinion, has the best receiver um, in the game, I do believe that the uh, Devontae Adams is my my uh, my favorite. Uh, not my favorite. I just think he's the best all around receiver there. I think he's excuse me, the most physical. I think he's uh, he's the best route one of the best route runners. I'm not saying he's the best route runner, but I think as a whole, he is that. Um, you know, he is that guy. I know a lot of people want to say, what about Justin Jefferson? I'm not leaving anybody out, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just letting you know that, you know, that uh, Devontae Adams is my guy. Um, and if Jimmy G can't get him the ball, um, you know, it's going to be tough. But it may be tough because, for one, we have another disgruntled running back, and that's Josh, John, uh, Josh Jacobs, man. He's another disgruntled guy there who's requested a trade. He, or not re- he requested a trade, requested an extension. They kind of ignored him, like you know, relax it down. You know, you we'll get you, we'll get to you when we get to you. You know, we didn't get to your number yet, if you will. Then they trade away uh, uh, Darren Waller to the Giants, so that you know that's a, that's a key loss there for for any quarterback. You know, you know, especially a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo who needs all the security blankets that he can possibly get. And you know, even though he does have Devontae Adams, it's going to be tough to, to constantly feed him the ball. So there's going to be a lot of games that he's going to be doubled, and a lot of people are going to be blitzing Jimmy G and uh, just just flat out just uh, doubling uh, Devontae Adams. So, yeah, I so I say all that to say this. Derek Carr is going to have a better season. I think he's surrounded by the uh, the most talent. you got Chris Oleve, the, uh, the, the young, young receiver at Ohio State there. you got a healthy Michael Thomas coming back. Uh, we know Alvin Kamara is going to be serving a three-game suspension. Um, I don't know what happened with that Kareem Hunt situation because they said that it was a done deal, and all of a sudden he's not there. And then he visits, I think he visits the Colts. So I, I don't know what the running back situation is going to be there. But um, I still like this team, but I, do, I you know, especially with their defense. I think their defense is going to to uh, to help them out a lot, meaning Derek Carr. So out of these two, E, I'm right along with you. I'm going to go Derek Carr here. And I, I don't – I could see – I don't know if Jimmy G's going to finish the season, man, and I'm not wishing him any bad luck by any stretch. But, um, yeah, I, I think that if Jimmy G couldn't thrive in Kyle Shanahan's offense, I, it's going to be hard for him to thrive, uh, thrive in any other offense, to be perfectly honest with you, unless he goes to Miami. 
and plays under Mike McDaniels, but two are things that have that position locked down. So, yeah, so we're in agreement there, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Derek Carr having a better season than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, E, now I want to have you rank these guys, staying on the QB talk, man. And uh, we got uh, three, three, uh, no, four, I'm sorry, four. We got four uh, quarterbacks here. And uh, no particular order I'm giving to you, but in your order, how do you rank in these guys? Got Dak Prescott, got Kirk Cousins, got Matt Stafford, and you got Justin Fields. One to four, how do you have these guys ranked? Or you can go four to one, however you want to rank. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Matt Stafford at four, because I, I don't think he's healthy. Um, Dak Prescott at three, because he's Dak Prescott. No, 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 let me take that back. Kirk what? Cousins, you like that? Kirk Cousins, because uh-huh. he didn't, his, his best work is on that show quarterback, even though I don't watch it. I listen to okay. a bunch of the pundits, and they seem to like it. They say it's better yes, than that. Hard Knocks or whatever. So I'm going to put him, okay. I'm going to put Dak Prescott at two because he's Dak Prescott. And I think mm-hmm. I think Justin Fields is going to have a breakout season. Wow. I mean, like, some, some, something I was listening to yesterday, I think they're talking MVP, and I think that's premature, and that's a little egregious. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it might be his time to shine, especially out of those four, because, again, Stafford I don't think will be healthy. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is a legend only at the bank. Uh, Dak Prescott <laughs> is Dak Prescott. And so that leaves Fields. Now, Dak Prescott said – He's going to throw less than double-digit interceptions this year. Uh, he 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 already got five in the season that he started. So I don't know how he gonna, I don't know how he gonna pull off this miracle, but hey, we'll see. All right, hey, that's how you took. I heard he said he wasn't going to throw. He wasn't going to throw ten interceptions. I didn't hear less or more. I just heard he wasn't going to throw ten. So I said that could be eleven. Yeah, that could be twenty. You know. Yeah, oh. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he said, I ain't going to throw 10, so once he reach 10, he's going to make sure he get to 11. Oh, I know what you said. <laughs> I, was, I took it as I'm not going to throw double-digit interceptions. That's how I, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I understood, but I mean, but if, you, if you're if you a hater, you're going to be like, well, no, you're not going to throw 10. It's like LeBron's like, well, we're not going to win five. We're not going to win six. We're not going to win seven. Nah, they didn't win that many, but, you know, yeah, you know, you didn't win that many. But I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Dak. But uh, Trayvon Diggs, man, I don't know if you saw that situation with him and Trayvon Diggs talking junk, talking uh, trash to one another. And Trayvon Diggs kind of, you know, called him out, man, and then was like, wow, that was a little disrespectful. But, hey, and Dak, and Dak threw another three interceptions, like you just mentioned. He threw another three interceptions in the most recent uh, um, uh, practice there. Yeah, so, I'm, you know what, he, out of these four, man, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Kirk Cousins at I'm gonna put I'm gonna start I'm gonna go one to four I'm gonna put Kirk Cousins at one out of this out of these four I'm gonna put Kirk Cousins at one um, just because and it had nothing to do with uh, you know quarterbacks or that you know that documentary which was good by the way ladies and gentlemen if you didn't get a chance to to check it out check it out it's pretty pretty good Patrick Mahomes has got on my nerves just a little bit but it it, it makes for good TV it makes for good TV uh, Kirk Cousins was um, it's pretty good you probably won't watch it. Because you know your your, your man uh, Marcus Mariota was there, and you know with the Falcons at the time, so you you may not like that part, but <laughs> but nonetheless, but nonetheless, um, yeah, I'm gonna go Kirk Cousins. I'm gonna go Kirk Cousins number one here. I'm gonna take Justin Fields number two. 
I'm going to put Justin Fields at number two. I think he takes a step, um, and I think we're going to see a better uh, Justin Fields throwing the ball. We know, we all know he can run the ball. We, he's seen that. He's been running, running for his life since he's got into the league. But I think with the addition of D.J. Moore, who they traded for from the, uh, the Carolina Panthers, gives him a QB one, I mean, excuse me, a, a wide receiver one there. And D.J. Moore is going to get open, and I think uh, Justin Fields is going to be um, a lot better. MVP talk, I'm not ready to put him in that, that category as of right now. Potentially, he does have the potential to be an MVP talk for sure. I mean, he, he's very comparable to, to Jalen Hurts, who was in the MVP talk up in, last year up until the point he got, you know, he got hurt. So I'm putting Justin Fields at two. Three, I'm going to go Dak Prescott. Uh, I'm, I am going to go Dak Prescott because it's the, you know, he's kind of the best of the rest, there, if you will. Uh, and no disrespect to Dak, but Dak, you know, we, I don't think we're going to see Dak get any better. I really don't, ladies and gentlemen. I think he'll be just the same. I'm not going to say he'll he'll digress, but I don't see him getting any better. I think you're going to see the same Dak Prescott that we've seen. I think Dak Prescott is at his peak right now. And what that means is whatever you get from Dak right now, what you've seen last year, is what you're going to see going forward, ladies and gentlemen. I don't see any situation where Dak is going to get better. And uh, Jerry Jones didn't help him. You know, they got Brandon Cooks there, yeah. But Brandon Cooks is, 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 Cooks is an aging wide receiver. They got rid of Zeke. You know, they, I know they have Tony Pollard. Um, they got rid of Schultz, uh, the tight end there. And um, I know they have CeeDee Lamb as well. But I just don't think Dak is enough to uh, to get it done. I, I just don't, especially with Mike McCarthy calling the plays. And then bringing up the rear is uh, Matt Stafford for everything that he mentioned, that he just can't stay healthy anymore. He, he's just not that guy anymore. I think he got his championship. He got his Super Bowl. He's content with that. And I even mentioned probably one of the best receivers in the game, Cooper Cup. Now he's starting to fall into that injury plague type career. Now he's hurt. We know he went he didn't finish the season last year because of that leg injury. Now right now he's you know, he's been day to day uh for I don't know how long, but we all day to day, to be honest with you, with that hamstring injury. So I think that uh Cooper Cup is gonna have an injury plague season and if if you're not gonna have uh Cooper Cup on the field for Matt Stafford, I just think it's going to be a long season for uh, for those for Matt Stafford and the Rams. So uh, so good stuff there, good stuff. All right, E. Now this is uh, we're going to still stay on the NFL talk here, and I want to get your uh, your offensive rookies out there. Your offensive rookie, who do you think has the best chance, or your favorite, your 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 favorite or favorites um, to to come away with the offensive rookie of the year, and then then we'll go into the defensive rookie of the year. But offensive rookie of the year. Candidates do you have there, and who you see uh, winning that? Offensive rookie of the year. I, I mean, I'm gonna come back to Bryce Young. I think if Bryce Young can ball out at, okay. at, at quarterback, I think he's a good candidate for offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. I, I got I got Zay Flowers here, man. I, I got Zay Flowers from uh, from from the uh, the run the, the, the quarterback from my guy, the uh, receiver from Boston College. And um, he's got a motivated, uh, got a motivated Lamar Jackson, and he's on the outside of that. He's got, um, he got Odell, who's going to command a lot of attention. He's got Rashawn Bateman uh, as well. Of course, he's got 
Uh, um, he's got Mark Andrews as well, and then of course DK Dobbins in the backfield. So I think this this is this Ravens team is going to be uh, you know it's going to be something that you're going to have to deal with, especially with Todd Munkin, the new coordinator from uh, from, uh, from Georgia, you know, coming in there and calling the play and opening up the playbook uh, for Lamar Jackson. So I think that gives Zay Flowers um, you know a lot of looks. And from what I'm hearing, he's tearing up camp. He um, they're calling him the joystick. I, I don't know if you remember remember um, Dante Hall from the other uh, Chiefs yeah. back in the day. Yeah, they used to call him the joystick, and you know, and I don't know if he's ready for that title to be uh, you know to be given to him because Dante Hall. If you if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, look him up. Dante Hall from the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day. It's the reason why they call him the joystick because he can move left, right. You know, uh, you know, front, back, you know, up, down, left, right, uh, for sure. But they they call him Zay Flowers in the, the next joystick. So that, that that's um, that's a high praise uh, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'll go Zay Flowers here. All right, we got the uh, the defensive rookie of the year. Who are your candidates and uh, who do you see uh, winning the hosting that trophy, if you will? Now the defensive rookie. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really up on the de- defensive players because, okay. uh, like, when I watch the draft, I'm usually most fo- focused on offense. So I don't mm-hmm. really have a defensive rookie of the year because I really wasn't up on them. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. Yeah, I, I have two here, man, and I and I think that um, you know Will Anderson, the uh, the Ed Rushers from Alabama, who the uh, the Texans drafted, uh, I, I you know under D'Amico Ryan's, who's a former. Uh, defensive coordinator. Well, he's still. I think once you're a defensive coordinator, you're always going to be a defensive coordinator, no matter what your title is. And a former linebacker as well. Uh, but he's he's more of an edge rusher. But we know what D'Amico Ryan's can do with Ed Rogers. We see him last year with Nick Bosa. We seen him last year, you know, with Eric Armstead. We seen him last year, um, you know, you know, with that defensive line from the 49ers, and you know, he made them what they are. And I think he'll do the same thing. Uh, for Will Anderson again, that's the edge rusher uh, from Texas, uh, from the Texans. Also, I, you know, I'm, just, I'm a, I think secondly, man, I think we're going to see Nolan Smith, the uh, the Eagles, um, the the, uh, the Eagles edge rusher there as well, because they have they meaning the Eagles, they have a uh, they have a great interior line, and I think if you know when if that interior line can um, you know. To, to, to dominate that middle, then you have you know Nolan Smith come off that edge and um, and and make some serious noise. They do have a new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai from the Seahawks, um, but you know that we'll see how much of an adjustment that's going to take on those guys that were there for the last uh, couple of years. But uh, I'll go Will Anderson here um, to bring home uh, the defensive rookie of the year. All right, great stuff there, great stuff. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to take our next break here. When we come back, I'm going to switch it over to college football. And i uh, got to ask E, you know, uh, in the first, you know, what games are he looking forward to? Got to, And before that, i got to ask him about, you know, all these conference, you know, alignments, if you will, realignments. we got teams going to, uh, you know, Washington going to the uh, the Big Ten. we got um, – uh, who else is going to the big time? I'll, I'll bring those names up when we come back. But nonetheless, you got all of these. Uh, like Pac-12 is folding. Uh, you know, we're also going to talk about what uh, Coach Prime or Coach Sanders, excuse me, he likes to be called Coach Sanders, um, what he had to say about you know teams bolting from the uh, the Pac-12 and, and and going elsewhere, and also uh, again, he's uh, you know what games he's looking forward to in the, in, in week one because we do have a, a few that are. Um, are going to be 
highly publicized for sure, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. And we are back. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before the break, uh, we were uh, giving our thoughts and opinions. We were ranking quarterbacks. Uh, we were also giving our Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defense Rookie of the Year uh, candidates and, and, and winners as well. I know it's, uh, I know it's premature, uh, premature, and we're going to probably revisit this later on. In, more arm or not, because there's going to be a lot more to uh, to take place uh, uh, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, like, like I mentioned before the break, I want to switch gears here. We want to switch gears here, and we want to talk about uh, the college football. College football is right around the corner as well. So again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, it's the best time of the year as far as I'm concerned. All right, E, we got um, we got so many different alignments here in, in college football. We got. Teams bolted from uh, from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten, uh, from the uh, the ACC, trying to FSU, meaning Florida State University, trying to get in on that uh, that that Big Ten deal, uh, if you will. I know you're going to let the ladies and gentlemen know what that deal is about um, if they don't already know. But uh, what say you about all of this, Ian, and and how do you see this shaping out? Will we have we have a power five, will we have a power three, power four, or, or is it ultimately going to come down to power two conference? What say you about this? I think it's going to come down to three. It's going to come down to SEC, probably Big Ten, and ACC or Big 12. I look for the ACC and the Big 12 to to somehow merge and come up with that third conference, but then they keep four of them around for a while. Now, what, you, what it comes down to is money. But yeah. here's the here, here's the thing that um, I don't think a lot of people are looking at. Like most of these schools, your athletic budget either comes from basketball or football, which yeah. some of the schools are both of them. 
What you're not factoring in is the smaller sports. So you got, mm-hmm. say, for yeah. example, USC in Southern California. They're moving into the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Also in the Big Ten, let's just pick a random school. Pick um, 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 Penn State, um, Jay's mm-hmm. alma mater. Yeah. So you got the lacrosse team got to travel <laughs> from USC to Pennsylvania to, mm-hmm. to play lacrosse or either vice versa the Penn State lacrosse. The Penn State swim team got to travel to Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> Where this money coming from? That ain't in the budget because right. these other these other sports are subsidized by either football or basketball. Now, I heard somebody say today, I was just do, and this makes a lot of, I don't think they would ever do it, but it does make sense. All football should go independent. I mean, like, no no confidence in mind. They should be like Notre Dame. And then what, okay. they call the Olymp- what they call the Olympic sports at schools, you know, like the same sports, that you like swimming, and stuff like the Olympic sports, Yes, mm-hmm. they're in the conference, and then you UCLA USC, y'all still play each other because y'all still in the same conference. But as far as football go, go independent because Notre Dame is making a killing. NBC yeah. and Peacock NBC. got them a lot, and have had them a yeah. lot before Peacock was even a thing. So theoretically, <laughs> it could work because, like I said, you play tennis for UCLA. And now you got to travel to 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 Happy Valley to play a tennis yeah. match. I mean, it, it just yeah. doesn't make sense. So what's going to happen? You, you're going to lose the smaller sports. I mean, but they don't care because I mean, again, football and basketball at these schools is what brings in the money, and these other sports are subsidized by them. But they call them Olympic sports for a reason. You trying to yeah. get to the Olympics, but now you got to mm-hmm. go to a school. I mean, it's 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 a mess. And again, I think, like you said, it all comes down to money. And in ten years, we're only going to have three, maybe four conferences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's a great point there as far as the other, the other, you know, the other sports in which a lot of people aren't talking about because obviously the. Um, you know, um, uh, football is the, is the biggest, uh, you know, is the biggest money maker, um, if you will, followed by basketball. And then when you look at it, you know, from that standpoint, you make a great point. Like, yes, the football can do it because it's a once to play once a week. Um, but yeah, you mentioned lacrosse, but you know, also let's throw some baseball in there. Let's throw basketball in there. You know, you know how, you know, how are they going to, uh, you know, factor these teams in? And then on top of that, you know, they, you know, you know, Jason had mentioned this last night on the sideline speaks, and I, I thought about it, you know, at the before he said it, but he made a great point. Um, um, and that's, you know, we call these we call these kids student athletes man and it's like okay well they're students before they're athletes but when you do stuff like this now you're throwing all of these other kids you know in all these other sports um you know in the mix and they have to travel from new jersey to california or or what have you or from new york to california which is probably you know or washington you know, to New York, you know, which is probably, you know, the one of the, uh, you know, the biggest, so probably the longest trip you can make, um, you know, in the country. I could be wrong, but nonetheless, it, it's still a long trip. It's still a long trip. And if you do that constantly, if you do that with a basketball, you know, the basketballs, the baseballs, to mention this, the, uh, you mentioned lacrosse and, and the swimming, they're played like every other day or they're played like at least twice or three times a, a week. 
And how are they how are they getting your class? You know, how's that working? You know, I know we got you know, they could say, Oh, you could do it virtually, but you know, how focused are you really going to be knowing when you're on a road trip, knowing you know, you're there to play you know, you you're there to play a sport. Um so it, it it's it's interesting to, to to see how they're going to handle that aspect of it, E. But I have to ask you this, E, and we, we talked about the money aspect of it. We talked about the money aspect. We know it's all about the money. And a lot of these coaches, E, I've only heard one coach, and you may have heard you may have heard more than one, but I've only heard one coach to actually come out and say what it's really about. And you know, and that's Coach Coach Prime, Coach Coach Sanders, as he likes to be called. Um, you know, he's saying they're chasing the bag. To use his term, they're tra- chasing the bag. And E, you know, when we talk about this, man, I mean. How much money can these teams really make? And I know the Big Ten signed that huge TV deal, but if there's a lot of hands in the pot, if there, are, I mean, if there's so many hands in that in that one pot, could it possibly be that these teams are possibly going out there and say, "Listen, I'm going after the money," but they got to share it with so many other different, so many different teams? Or do you think they can stay, make more money if they stayed in their respective conferences? What say you about that? Yeah, because because yeah, like Coach Prater, Coach Sanders said, it doesn't really matter where you play. Your objective every week is to win. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what what conference you're in or whatever. He's like, hey, right. I'm playing the team in front of me. I'm not playing a conference, so we got to win. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna do this and move them around like like you're currently doing. It, it, it you can't no longer call them student athletes because now yeah. travel is a part of their job. It's in in, yeah. in in their job description. I mean, it's 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 crazy because, like you said, especially like say baseball. <clears throat> Normally, when baseball comes to town, you play a three game set, and, yeah. and, and, and you know it's it, it's just it's a mess. Yeah, and you got to wonder how how they're going to treat that. Meeting the the professors, the um, you know the uh, you know the athletic directors, you know everyone who's involved in that. Man, is how how are you going to handle that? You know how are you going to you know to handle them them missing classes and you know you know what excuse can you you know give them or you know how do they make it up? How are they involved? especially when t- tests come, because e, I, I know that one thing, when I was a student athlete in, in, at Temple, the one thing, I showed up for like three or four of my classes. I know I'm giving myself away, ladies and gentlemen. I showed up on the first day to get the syllabus, <laughs> you know, and then I looked at the dates of the tests and exams, if there were any reports re- that were due, I would either show up for that to hand it in, and because a lot of the classes are in like, you know, are, are in like auditoriums or in lecture halls, things of that nature, and there was attendance really not, to be honest with you. And to be perfectly honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I did have some you know, you know, some other people helping me with you know, what you know, did you did you with the same class but it's a different time. Use that to they got the test before me, and I knew the answers to the test. So I mean, <laughs> a lot of stuff. I'm just letting you know that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm going to lay it out there. I'm I'm going to you know be that whistleblower, if you will. I'm not saying it goes on now and different different things may happen now, but I just know back in the day when I did it. That's pretty much how I got by, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. I rarely went to class. I rarely went to class. I just got what I had to. I just did what I had to do, and I just can only imagine 
and I, and I just play football. I, you know, I, once a week, and, you know, as far as I think I, we went was what, Kansas State. Was Kansas State was the farthest we went. So it was, it was a weekend thing. So if you're going to be somewhere, you know, constantly on the road, how are you going to, you know, they're not thinking about sports. I mean, they're not thinking about, you know, academics. Right? They're not. They're not. And they can sit there and say that they call them student-athletes, but they're not really student-athletes, ladies and gentlemen. Believe you me when I tell you that. They're not student-athletes. They, all they care about is that money. They're athletes. They're a product. Uh, they're a number. Um, whatever their school ID is, that's what they are to them is how much money they can make for, you know, with that for, for sure. And, yeah, I'm going to be the whistleblower on, on that uh, for sure. So, you know, again, don't spit on my back and tell me it's raining because I, I really know what's going on, to be honest with you. All right, good stuff there, E. All right, E, you know, stay on the, uh, the college football talk. And, uh, and uh, we got some games out there, man. And uh, I know your LSU Tigers right now, man, are right now in a lot of people's top uh, top five, not top ten, but top five. And and I'm one of those guys. I have them at I have them at number five. I do. There are three games, E, that I want to ask you about. What are you looking forward to the most out of these three games? If there's another game out there, or or two or three, what have you? Please, by all means, you know, mention those games and what. Um, what you would like to uh, you want to see those games, but these three out of these three games, e we got Colorado Coach Prime going into uh, going to TCU Texas Christian University. Uh, you know that's uh, uh, September second, twelve p.m. The first game for one of the first games of the day. Then you got West Virginia going into Happy Valley. And we know Coach Riley and Jason, those are their respective uh, alma maters, um, 7.30 uh, on that same day. And then the next day, you got your LSU Tigers, man, you know, Sunday night at 7.30 going in there against the Florida State University. I think it's a no-brainer, but, you know, maybe there's another game out there that you, you know, you want to see that uh, other than that. But what say you about these three games and throwing another game in there if you have one? Oh, most definitely FSU, LSU, because that's actually here in Orlando at the Citrus Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, hopefully we can get tickets to that and go check it out. I got uh, one of my fans is working on it now because he okay. he went to LSU. Uh, actually, we had him on Silk Sonic. Um, oh, okay. We had Silk Sonic on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Silk Sonic is an LSU alum. And um, okay. he's trying to work on getting tickets for us. So hopefully I can be in the house and check that out. But, yeah, that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Now, I can't decide who I dislike more, um, Dennis Allen for the Saints or or uh, <laughs> um, LSU's Brian coach, Notre Dame guy. Uh, Brian, Brian Kelly. Yeah. Brian I Kelly, can't yeah. decide which one of them I dislike <laughs> more. I, it's probably Brian Kelly because this, Dennis, Dennis Allen is just a bad coach. Brian Kelly came in with that fake accent. I, I can't get that anymore. I, 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 I can't. I mean, yeah. So this is how you think a southerner sounds? No, dog, that's not how we sound. You sound like you rode the short bus. Yeah, I, I, I can get past that. So, yeah, it, it's Chip Kelly, but I, I can look past him. And not mm-hmm. Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly. I can look past him and still hope LSU does well. Yeah, but I can't argue with that. That's going to be an interesting game uh, for sure. You know, with all the hype surrounded about uh, surrounded around LSU, as I mentioned, top five. Um, a lot of preseason polls, or well, in, a, in the two preseason polls, and then I have them at top. I have number five as well, and then FSU 
uh, of course. Um, you know, I, I can't stand either one of these teams, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm a Florida Gator fan. <laughs> and if you're a Florida Gator fan, you can't like any one of these teams because LSU is in the SEC and, uh, and Florida State's in the state of Florida, so you can't like any one of these teams. Um, I want to see a good game. I want to see a good, get a good game. I know it can't end in a tie or won't end in a tie, but, you know, you know, maybe they'll beat up each other a little bit. You know, not no one gets hurt. No one gets hurt, but just get tired a little bit for the you know you know for the for the season. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking to that game. But I think the one I want to I really want to look into. I want to want to see is the uh, the Colorado TCU game because uh, you know we got Coach Prime again. I keep calling him Coach Prime. Coach Sanders, excuse me. He wants to be called Coach Sanders. So Coach Sanders wants to uh, want to let everybody know that they're they're going to win. They're going to win. In his words, these are his wins. This is his words. They're going to win. We're going to win. And you know, you your first game is your, is, is is the one that you have to get ready for. And if you're going to win, that has to be the one you're going to win. You have to win. And I think E, this was a tough one, man. Because TCU, we know they were in the playoffs last year, and we know they're in the top ten or top five, I should say, um, in in the polls as well. So TCU. Is going to be a big test for Coach Sanders and that team. He feels as though he has a great team. He feels as though everyone's buying into the and buying into what he's selling. Uh, but they're going into they're going into Texas Christian Texas Christian University. It's going to be uh, it's going to be packed. We know all the hype around Coach Sanders is going to be a big part of it. We're going to see, we're going to see. I don't know, you know, where college game day is going to be, but um, it's either going to be at Penn State because West Virginia's there. It may be even at FSU because LSU's coming in there. Oh, I think it could be at TCU because Colorado and Coach Sanders is going to be. But I really want to see that Colorado TCU game. I really want to see that because I want to see where Coach Prime and Coach Sanders um, has that team at. And afterwards, win, lose, or draw, I want to hear what he has to say um, about their performance, meaning Colorado's performance, win, lose, or win or lose. It can't be a draw. Win or lose, you know, how, you know what's his, you know, how he feels about that one, how he feels about that one uh, for sure. All right, E, good stuff, good stuff there uh, for sure. E, and I, was, I just want to ask you, I didn't add this one to the list, but I have to ask you, I looked at LSU's um, – I looked at LSU's schedule, and I gotta get your thoughts because you're a diehard LSU guy. You're a Grambling guy. LSU plays Grambling State this year. How's that gonna go for you? Who you got there? Where where your heart lie? No, I have an idea, but I wanna give me give me your thoughts on that game. Well, that's September ninth, and that's what we call a money game. I mean, we probably yeah, going right. to get the doors blown off of us. I mean, we fully expect that, but um, we'll take the check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, that's, that's about all I got there. Now, okay. um, now, what will be interesting in that game, if you mm-hmm. know anything about HBCU traditions and how we do things, it's mm-hmm. the band. Now, yeah. people say, oh, LSU, LSU, that's, 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 that they don't have a band. Well, LSU's band director actually went to Southern. The Southern is right across town from LSU yeah. and Baton Rouge. So LSU is a PWI band that has quite a bit of swag and quite a bit of flavor. Because, again, their band director went, was, went to Southern University across town. So that, 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 that'll be pretty good to see. But as far as the football game goes, yeah, they're they going to beat the brakes off of us. 
Okay. All right. As you say, there's a money game, man. Yeah, I just had to get your thoughts and opinions on that, man. I, I'm rooting for Grandma for sure, man. I'm rooting for Grandma State, man. Um, you know, and that one for for obvious reasons. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one, and I and I can't wait to see you know your post and you know what you have to say about that <laughs> during the game. So uh, oh, for sure, looking forward to that. I'm sure it's the second week of the, uh, of the season, so. Tune to that, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, you know, listen to us after that week to see what E's uh, thoughts and opinions are, are going to be after that. All right, good stuff, good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our uh, our segments here. Uh, so we're going to take a quick pause here. When we come back, we're going to dive into our one-ticket segment, our Who Am I segment, our uh, K-Walk and E. Scott Care segment, and, of course, uh, Eric Scott's uh, entertainment segment uh, at the end of the show. Actually, you know what, before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, Let's pause there. Let me pause. Let me pause there. Let's just do our um, let's do our over under here. Uh, we're not going to take a break. Let's do our over under. I forgot we added that to that, so I don't want to forget that. So E, with that being said, you know you take it away, and then uh, we'll we'll do that. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, what, what I'm doing this year? Last year I wrote it down and I lost the okay. paper. And I remember, remember I called you like before we did the show, the reveal show. I'm like, hey, well, yeah. I don't have the results for this, this, this. So this year mm-hmm. I'm going to do electronically, so I got my iPad here. So hopefully <laughs> this will go out a little better. Okay, so All tonight right. we're going to do the um, the NFC. We'll start with the mm-hmm. NFC North. I got okay. the Chicago Bears. I see over under at nine games. Chicago Bears, who you got? Over under nine. All right, I went um, with the Bears. Um, I went over here. I think the Bears are going to. Uh, I think the Bears are going to shock a lot of people this year. I think you know we talked about Justin Fields earlier, and I think that we're going to see. I don't say again. I don't want to say he's an MVP type caliber season, but I think he's going to show. Uh, uh, signs of of being a, a possible MVP in the, in, the, in the you know down the road. So I'm going to go over here for the Chicago uh, for the Chicago Bears. I have them at 11 and six. So I'm going to go over. Okay. Next we'll go a little bit north of Chicago up to Detroit. Over okay. or under 10 wins. Will they win? Okay. Or go over under 10 wins. Okay. I have the Lions here. I, they'll have a good season. They'll have a better season than they did last year. I, the way that I have them, looking at their schedule and the way that I broke it down, I have them under 10 wins. I actually have them at nine. So I'm going to go under 10 with the Detroit Lions. Gotcha. Next we'll move over. Minnesota, you like that? Eight games. <laughs> will, will they go? Will Kurt and the boys over under eight games? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. I do have the Vikings. I know a lot of people say they're gonna take a step back. I think they do the opposite. I think they take a step forward, and I think um, they most likely they'll be in a dogfight with uh, with the Chicago Bears. I also have them at 11 and six. I know it probably more likely it'll probably be either a 12 and five or 10 and seven, depending on how the Bears play. So with that being said, I'm going to go the Vikings over eight. Now we got Jordan One Love over in Green Bay. We set the bar at eight. Will they get without A.A. Ron over or under eight games? 
Yeah, I can't put my finger on this team. I have no trust in Jordan. I have no love for uh, for Jordan Love. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to say. I just don't know, man. Uh, you said over eight. I mean, under eight. Is that yeah. what it was? Over okay, under yeah. eight games. Eight. Okay, gosh. Okay, so um, I got them under eight. Uh, I got them under. I got them at five. Uh, you know, I got them at five and twelve. I can't put my finger on this team. They've lost so much. They lost their receivers. Obviously, they lost. You know, a top five, top three quarterback. Uh, so I'm going to say under eight for the Packers. Okay. Next, we're going to move down to the NFC South. Tampa Bay Buccaneers over under seven games. All right. Um, all right, seven games. I'm just marking this down too, ladies and gentlemen, so I can come back to this as well. Under, so seven games. So I have them at six and eleven. So obviously that's under seven. I don't know how to feel about this Bucks team. E, uh, I know our guy, you know, Special K is, um, a, you know, a diehard Bucks guy. I, you know, right now they're going with Baker Mayfield, and you got Kyle Trask. I know that defense is going to come to play each and every week. I don't know if that offense is going to be enough. So, with that being said, I'm going to go under seven for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, over (laughs) under eight wins. Yeah, the Panthers, uh, where are they at? I'm looking at my uh, list here. Panthers, where do I have you at? Panthers, okay. Yeah, what was the number, E? I'm sorry. Eight. It matters, but. Eight. Okay. Eight. Um, yeah, I had the Panthers. I, you know, even though they have Bryce Young, I don't think he's gonna. It's gonna be enough. I think they're gonna be in a real build, rebuilding mode. I think they're looking at their schedule. They they have a lot of tough games, man. Especially the NFC South. I know the NFC South is going to be, for the most part, it's going to be parable, But I think they're going to be at the bottom of that. So with that being said, I got the Panthers at three and fourteen. So I got the, oh, the Panthers under <laughs> under eight. Yeah, I, I got them back. Man. I got them back. <laughs> Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, seven right. games, ah. over or under seven games. All right. So, okay, so this is a little bit more respectable here. The Falcons is another team that I just can't – I just don't know what we're going to get from Desmond Ritter. I know they got B. John Robinson, young guy uh, out of Texas. I think we all know about um, Kyle Pitts. Uh, and they got Drake London over there, uh, Arthur Smith. I like Austin Smith. I think he gets these guys going. I think he knows that this division is is going to be up for grabs, even though I got the Saints winning the division. I'm going to say uh, over uh, seven games for the uh, the Falcons. I got them at eight and nine. Okay. Now that brings us to the aforementioned Saints, because you, like me, think we're going to win the division as well. So I set the number pretty high here. Will the Saints win over or under 12 games? Um, I'm going to put them at under, but I still think they they win the division, uh, and I think they can do it with ten wins, and that's where I have them at at ten wins. I think, um, you know, once Kamara gets back, um, they're going to be they're going to be rolling. I think Derek Carr is going to play a lot better than uh, a lot of people think, um, or project, I should say. And they, they got that again. I can't say enough about that defense. So I have them at ten and seven. So with that being said, I have them under twelve, but they still win the division with ten wins. Okay, NFC East, the New York Football Giants, over under ten wins. Okay, all right. Um, I know our good buddy uh, Chris Ortiz is not going to like me for this, but um, I'm going to say they're going to be under. I have them at seven and ten. 
Um, I really think that this team is just too much. I mean, there's a lot of noise around them, but it's not a lot of good noise around them because I think the most noise we heard about them is Daniel Jones signing that big extension, forty million a year, and Saquon getting his, uh, you know, getting his uh, his deal, you know, with two million guarantee, nine hundred thousand in incentives. But that's not really saying too much about the, the team as a whole. I know they added Darren Waller, they drafted a young kid out of Tennessee and uh, Hyatt. But um, uh, and, and with this division, I think it's going to be hard for for them to uh, uh, to, to to pile up wins. So I got them at seven and ten. So that means they're I got them under ten wins. The New York Giants. Okay, I'm recording it. The Washington Football Team slash Commanders. Eight games right. over under eight games. <laughs> All right, the commander, the commander uh, uh, nation is going to come after me, man. I'm going to say under eight games. Listen, I don't know how to feel about this. This is another team that I can't put my finger on. You got a team right here that um, you don't know who their quarterback is going to be. It's either going to be Sam Howell or it's going to be uh, I think Jacoby Brissett's over there. Their defense will keep them in the game, but we talked about how – how soft they possibly are, you know, with the intensity of uh, Eric the enemy. I don't know if there's going to be dissension amongst the ranks. Is there, is there going to be a mutiny? It sounds like there's a potential that a mutiny will happen. So with that being said, I'm going to go under eight wins. I have them at 2-15, and 15, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so Washington, you got the under. Now that mm-hmm. leaves the gosh dang Dallas Cowboys. No, no, we can see mm-hmm. that So the, the yeah, Dallas yeah. Cowboys, Dak and okay. over under 11 games. All right. I have them at 10 and 7. I say they finished second in the division. So um, I have them at 10 and 7. So that means that the uh, the Cowboys are going to be under 11. I just uh, we everything that we talked about Dak earlier. I think will you know you know may come to fruition. I just don't think they have enough to win the division, but I think they have enough to get to the playoffs. I think they return to the playoffs. Uh, they host the playoff game, and I got them at ten and seven, so under eleven for the Cowboys. Under now the Philadelphia Eagles, over or under thirteen games. Okay. Um, even though I have them winning the division. I have them under 13 games. I have them at 11 and 6. Again, I think um, the top three teams in this division will, will – well, the top two teams in this division amongst the other two teams, I think they're going to beat each other up for the most part. Eagles have a tough schedule uh, even outside of the East. So I have them at 11 and 6, so that means that the Eagles are under uh, under 13. Okay. Now we go out west, NFC West. Mm-hmm. The Rams, Los Angeles Rams, over under seven games. Oh, all right, E. I actually have them at seven games. So is this just considered to be a push? Push here. How do we how do we do that here? How do we close into the seven and a push? Okay, I'm, push. I'm, okay, I'll record yeah. a push. Yeah, we'll we'll put a push for them. Okay, so yeah, I have them. I don't I don't know where they got. Like I mentioned earlier, Cooper Cup. I mean, uh, you know, Cooper. Um, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, I don't know what he's going to get with that injury. Matt Stafford's on the decline. Uh, Sean McVay seems like he just can't get it right with this particular team. So I have him at 7 and 10. So we'll call it a push, I guess. Okay. Arizona Cardinals, over under <laughs> seven games. 
Yeah, this team is really, really going to be bad. They have no Kyler Murray to start the season. They got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Nothing in return for him. JJ Watt is uh, um, is 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 an old man. You said what was the number? E. I'm sorry. Before Arizona, seven. 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 Okay. I have them under seven. I have them at three and 14. So I'm going to go seven. There's not too much to talk about this team. They just don't have what it takes in the, to start the season. And I think they, they can't they can't get out of the hole that they're going to dig themselves in in the beginning. Okay. That brings us to Seattle. Geno Smith, Nim. Over, under okay. nine games. All right. I have uh, Seattle at over nine games. I think they have a good season. I think Geno Smith repeats uh, repeats what he did last season. Uh, I don't think it's enough to go win a division, but I think, you know, with the return of Jamal Adams and a couple of additions there and Geno Smith, and he can repeat what he did last year. So I have him at 10 and 7, so over nine games I have Seattle. You, you don't have many teams on the over. <laughs> and the very last one, your San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy in. Over, under 12 games. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sounding biased, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I look at this schedule, man. It's hard for me to say that they're going to lose a game because I just – but realistically, I have to be realistic. I have them if they, everyone can stay healthy. We know that that's the key to San Francisco success, especially at the quarterback position. If everyone stays healthy, not going to wait. I have them at 15 and 2, man. I really do have a 15 and 2. So, with that being said, I have them over 12. Over. Okay. So, just to recap real quick Chicago mm-hmm. over 9, Detroit mm-hmm. under 10, Minnesota over 8, Green Bay under 8, Tampa mm-hmm. Bay under 7, Carolina under 8, uh, Atlanta over – no, Carolina was the team. Did you really disrespect it? Yeah. He said, they're not always Atlanta over seven. New Orleans mm-hmm. under 12. The Giants under 10. Washington under eight. Dallas under 11. Philly under 13. You said the Rams are going to push at seven. Um, yeah. Arizona under seven. Seattle over nine. And San Fran over 12. Yes, sir. That's what I have as well. I'm going to keep that, so keep I got, that there, right? I, so I got them electronically locked in this year. So when we do the as recap do. at the end of the season, uh, uh, we'll well. have it. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what I have. I, I, I Electronically, I put it on my tablet here. I'm going to keep it locked in as well. E. Good stuff. Hey, I got to – you have yours, E? Can we get yours? Or is this just, this just, this my thing? Uh yeah, I, I just I I just gave them to you. Um, I I didn't really think okay. about it. So next week you'll right, have some cool. time. I, I'll I'll get I will right, next week. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I like it either way. I like it either way. All right, good stuff there. All right, let's uh let's take a quick pause here. Uh, where we're at with the 22 minute mark. All right, we've got some time here. So let's do we're gonna do a quick one ticket uh segment, then a um a quick uh a quick who am I, and then we get into our East uh, K Walk and East Scott cares. Uh, segment and of course we'll dive into. Hope we get some uh, we get some callers here for E Scott segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Taking a quick pause, we'll be right right back with one ticket.
one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, did you capture his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. All right, welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Sports Talk with Kay Walker and Eve Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, when you hear that, that's our one ticket segment, man. It's one of those uh, get E's thoughts of the page. This is going to be a quick one. Uh, well, I think it's, it's going to be a quick one for E. I think I know where he's going to go with this one, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Won't be the first time. I'm pretty sure it won't be my last. All right, E, we got one ticket ticket for Vince. All right, for the uh, you know for the sake of the uh, the Hall of Fame that uh, Hall of Fame uh, ceremony that we just had, the Hall of Fame game last year or last week, excuse me, for the NFL. I want to get your thoughts and opinions, E, on all of the Hall of Fames that we have. Um, the four that I have written down is obviously the NFL Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. We got the NBA Hall of Fame, which is located in Springfield, Massachusetts. We got the College Football uh, Hall of Fame, uh, which is located in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And we got the College Football Hall of Fame, e, which is located in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, one ticket, those four, those four ceremonies, the Hall of Fame ceremonies, which one are you using that ticket for? Oh, one again. <laughs> Yeah, that that that's a no brainer for me. I'm definitely going to Canton on that one. Um, seeing those gold jackets get passed out, get to walk around, you know, see the various busts of some of the yeah. players, you know, making fun of players who I don't think should be there but they snuck in through the back door. Things of that nature, yeah. Right. Canton is actually on my real life bucket list. Mine too. Mine too, brother. Good stuff. Yes, it is mine as well. So with that being said, I'm going to use that ticket for that as well. For everything you mentioned, I mean, verbatim, uh, really, I want to see those busts. I want to see, because some, some of those busts look like the guys. Some of them don't, you know, where they get that picture from, where they get that carving from, things of that nature. And it's reminisce about the guys that, you know, the players that you grew up watching and, and, and just, you know, going back down that memory lane, uh, if you will, and hearing the speeches. I know they're going to, you know, some of the greatest speeches of all time. And, you know, I'm gonna do that, man. I want to. I want to bring that up. I want to go back and hear some of the greatest speeches and maybe present that to you at one point. I know there's some that stood out for me. You know, like a Ray Lewis. You know, stood out for me uh, for sure. I think he's Ray, one of the best. I think Ray is still at the podium currently. I think he's still speaking. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, man. That was—I know it was long, man. I know it was long, but you know that's how—that's what Ray does, man. Ray talks, man. He's a—he's that motivational guy, man. But um, you know, when you, when you hear him talk, you definitely—you uh, definitely listen for sure. All right, right Eva. I, I, I definitely picked—I definitely picked Ken. But now I will alter it. If I could have got a ticket to see MJ's Hall of Fame induction speech, not because I'm a huge MJ fan, I am, don't get me wrong, I am, but the pettiness that he delivered, he told Brian Russell, I got these Carolina Blue shorts on right now. You can get it if you want it. The dude, when Mike was a sophomore, I think he got cut from varsity. 
and he didn't even yeah. remember the dude's yeah. name that they took over him and called him mm-hmm. out too. So now, <laughs> just from a petty standpoint, if I could be in Springfield for Mike Beach, yeah, I love that because Mike Mike didn't let nobody slide. Hey, yeah, you know why he does that. He, he he creates his own motivation, even though he's not playing anymore. I think what happened was you're. I think you're one of the people, if I'm not mistaken. That said, he pushed off on Byron Russell in that in that game. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. No doubt. Yeah, he, I, I disagree. I, I disagree. I disagree. I've you look seen at some of his. Every angle, a hundred times, <laughs> he pushes off, and I love Mike. Don't get me wrong. I know. I know. Definitely pushes off. Now, I, I I I disagree, man. I disagree. I think that his momentum was 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 the momentum. His momentum was taking him, uh, you know, where he wanted to go. And I think Mike had his hand on him. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't see that elbow extend. So, um, but I think Mike, I think Mike he took, I think Mike uh, took that personal, man. And that's why he probably said what he said. Man. He, but uh, good stuff. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you there with the Hall of Fame. Canton is definitely on my bucket list uh, as well. Maybe we can get down there together, brother. Let, uh, let's try. Yes, sir. To work that out sometime. All right, uh, all right. You, you, you hear that, real quick? Need, you hear that, princess? We need some passes. The credentials. Uh, for, we need the credentials. Um, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yes, we need, to, we need the credentials. We're covering that as a media event. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're good. No, no, don't tease. <laughs> keep, keep the hammer down, man. You know, she'll get it done. We, we stay on top. We get it done. All right, uh, good stuff. All right, e, uh, we'll forego our, our little uh, pause there, but um, who am I, man? And um, uh, I think I got some good ones here, man, for you. And uh, this is, uh, I think, for the most part, you obviously you've known, all, you've heard of all of these guys. Um, it can be a little difficult, but I try to make them as easy as I possibly can, So, especially with the big-name guys. All right, first one is um, played at San Diego State. I was drafted by the Colts, and I last played for the St. Louis Rams. Who am I? Marshall Falk. There you go. See, I tried to make him easy as possible. I know you would get that one. All right, second guy here, second player here. Is, um, I played at Purdue. I was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I last played for the Oakland Raiders. Who am I? Only player I know from Purdue is Drew Brees, and it's not him. So that one, I have no idea. All right, that's Mr. Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson. Okay, I didn't know you were right. Purdue. I didn't know it either until I looked it up. To be honest with you, <laughs> 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 not even gonna lie to you. So if y'all wanted to pursue that one out there, y'all would have got me with that. All right, next one here is um, you should get this one. You may get this one. Um. I had this one specifically for you. So um, I played uh, I played at Pitt. I was drafted by the New Orleans Saints. And I last played for the Indianapolis Colts. Who am I? Uh, Give you a hint. Uh, late, late gray. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's either no, he went to LSU. I ain't had Hayward. No. Um... Yes, sir, it, is it is Iron Hayward. It's it is Iron Hayward. Yes. Okay, so yeah. the other running back that was in the backfield with Hayward went to LSU. I can't think of his name, but okay, Iron Hayward. Okay, I knew it was Iron Hayward. Yes. 
Yeah, since you gave me the old school last a uh, couple weeks ago with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, East Scott's uh, entertainment segment, I'm gonna give you that one since you said it. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, it is Iron Head. Hey, rest in peace, brother. All right, uh, next one here. All right, I played at Utah. You should get this one. I think you'll get this one. I played at Utah. I was drafted by the uh, San Francisco 49ers, and I last played for the then Washington football team. Who am I? Utah, Utah, Utah. Draft about a 49. I'm drawing a blank on that one. That one I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Mr. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. I, I knew it was a white boy, but I couldn't even <laughs> Utah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last one here. Uh, you sh- you should get this one. I think you'll get this one. All right. Um, I played at USC. I was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. And I last played for the New York Jets. Who am I? I was going to say OJ. OJ was drafted by the Bills. Uh, played at USC. Mm-hmm. Drafted by the 49ers. Last yeah. play from the Bills. Roger Craig? Uh, no. Roger Craig actually went to Nebraska, but that's uh, Ronnie oh, Lott. Okay. Ronnie Lott. Oh, Ronnie Lott. Uh, and I thought right. about Ronnie Lott, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I see it now. That's my bad. All right. <laughs> You're good. You're good. All right. Good stuff there. All right. That that concludes our uh, one ticket and our Who Am I segment. All right. We're going to take a quick pause here, ladies and gentlemen. We come back. If you're new to this, this is the uh, K-Walk and East Scott Cares when no one else cares. And that's uh, someone writes us uh, in uh, with a situation that they're going through, and they ask for our uh, opinion or advice on how to handle this particular situation. And uh, we do just that to our best of our ability. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sports Talk with K-Walk and East Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome back. I think he might be on mute there. Yeah, we got you oh, there. Yeah, my bad. I, yeah, okay, yeah, my, yeah, I was on mute. My bad. Okay, <laughs> so right. hey, well, we got an interesting one tonight. I'm going to just jump right on into it. Um, right. Dear K. Walking East Scott, my husband and I are both 39 and have been together for 15 years and married for 12. I love my husband, but I've noticed over the past 
year, he's been following a lot of random women on social media that he thinks are hot or post or thinks they're posting hot or or they're thirst trapped. I've also caught him joining groups on Facebook dedicated to sharing sexual content of women. He's also been searching for women, women's only fan accounts that he finds with on Facebook. The worst part is he's started searching for the accounts of random women he interacts with in public. I found all this out because they're popping up on my social media account as suggested followers as we are friends on social media. He's commenting and liking their posts. I confronted him about it, and he immediately apologized and started making me all these empty promises. To to date, nothing has changed. All all of our family and friends follow us on social media and have started asking me what's going on, and I don't know what to tell them. I'm the same weight I was when we met despite having two kids. He says he's still very much attracted to me, but I don't understand his need to constantly seek out social media models. At this point, I feel so disrespected disrespected and embarrassed that he keeps coming up every that this keeps coming up every so often. My coworkers are even commenting about it. Please help. Sincerely, disrespected and embarrassed. All right, K-Wop. When I read this, I'm yeah. like the part that stood out to me is when she said, I'm the same weight I was when we met. Well first of all, you right. don't say that that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah. I mean right. I mean, you you could have been a mess then and still a mess now, but I'm a, I don't think you'd have put that in if that was the case. So I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt that you're not a mess. Right. right. So I'm the same weight as when we first met. So obviously that's not the problem. What about your attitude? What about your actions? Are you still that person? Are you the same person? That, like, maybe when y'all first met and y'all been together for 15 years, married for 12, maybe now you nagging and getting on his nerves, talking a lot. I don't I mean, I don't know you to say all this, but something mm-hmm. is driving him away. And you said, yep. oh, over the last year he's been doing this. Nah, dog, you just found out about it over the last year. If he's been doing this, oh, it's been longer than a year. I yeah, mean, because fact. that's just kind of like who he is. I don't really know what advice you're looking for here because it seems like you care more about what other people think than fixing the problem. Now, yeah, yeah. you told him about it and he said he was going to stop. No, what he meant to tell you was, I'm going to stop letting you, you catch me. Get, I mean, get caught, exactly. I'm not, gonna, so <laughs> now she didn't say he out here sliding in DMs and talking to other chicks, so we, we don't know that part. And, like, I was talking to somebody about this earlier. And I was like, well, women are detectives. If he was doing that, she would know about it. So she didn't mention any of that. So I don't know if he's going to cheat, if she's worried he's going to cheat, what's going on here. But um, I, I really think, you know, I'm not blaming her, but something in the relationship has changed. And you saying it's not your weight. So he's still, you know, physically attracted to you. Is it that mouth? Is it that attitude? I mean, what, yeah. what what's going on there? Y'all got the two kids. You know, is right. is 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 the fire in the bedroom yeah. still the same? I, there you I go. don't know. Thank you, he's definitely. looking for right. something. So I don't really know what to tell you other than, you know, y'all, y'all need to kinda of talk it out. Um 
and, and, and maybe y'all can work this out or, or you know, hey, 15 years, you know, you, it might be time to move on. Seriously, and, and you know what, you, you mentioned a couple of great points that I was going to touch on as well. The first one I wanted to touch on is of what you always say is it's not what we're hearing or what she's saying, it's what she's not saying that we really want to kind of focus on. And as you mentioned, the uh, the bedroom, is it still going on in, in the bedroom? Is he still, is, you know, is the fire still there? you know, in the bedroom. Now, if it's not, then, you know, then there's really, uh, is it, there should be, uh, you know, uh, you know, major concern there, um, if you will. You know, I, I never got into understand why, you know, dudes did that, but, you know, we, we know that, you know, guys have different type of likes, if you will, uh, Deshaun Watson, but, you know, it's, and, and we, um, <laughs> you know, they, they have the things that, you know, maybe they, they have these type of things. Maybe, you know, it's just something different. Like you also mentioned, is he stepping out on her? I, I don't, it doesn't sound like he is. It just sounds like he's more into the, the social media aspect of it and, and looking at it. I don't, it doesn't sound like he's, you know, you know, actually physically, you know, uh, you know, you know, being with these women, but at the same time that, that could be a cause of, uh, you know, uh, of cheating uh, as well. And you said they have two kids together. So I want to know, the main question here is, is the one you brought up that I, that that's the main focus that I was going to ask is what's going on in the bedroom? Is it still going on? Do you still have, you know, is it once a week? Is it once a month? Is it, you know, how, how constant, how consistent is it or how regular is it? And if he's still there with you, and you mentioned your weight is still the same as you when you met, like he said, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Instead, obviously, it, it is the same because you know he's been with you for 15 years. You have two kids together, so I don't think it's that that's the issue. So yeah, I think you really have to really ask him, you know, what it is about, you know, him being on these these social media pages, doing what he does. What is it that um, that's given to you, given you that I'm not giving you, and what can I do to give that to you? You know, um, sit down and talk to him. That's what I'm. That's that's what that's my advice to him. Find out exactly what turns him on, why he goes on to those pages and does the thing that he does, um, and then um, sit down and talk to him and see what you can do. Um, maybe you know someone else you can invite into into the relationship. I don't know. I'm oh, just wow. saying, find out. Find, yeah, I'm just saying, find out. Find out. You gotta, you gotta probe. You gotta probe because if you really want to know, because you're embarrassed and you're frustrated and you want to keep from being embarrassed and frustrated, you gotta sit down and talk to this man and find out exactly why he's doing this and what you can do to keep him from doing that. That's my opinion. Now, now I understand too. Okay, she's saying her family is fine, but I mean, okay, like, okay, well, we both on social media. Unless mm-hmm. I go and probe to see what you liking and commenting on, just because we share some of the same friends and I'm getting these suggestions <laughs> popping right. up, that, that right. don't mean I know what you're doing with these people. Now, as the wife, I understand why she did some investigating. She's the wife she's supposed to. But what about these family and friends? Hey, mind your damn business and get out of house, especially the friends. Oh, my coworkers yeah. finding out about her. Yeah, because he's probably knocking down one of your coworkers. I mean, I, I she know. I mean, I, I, I mean, come on. I mean, oh, my family knows about it. So how, how do they know? 
Because you told somebody, told yeah. your sister, she probably talked just as much yep. to you, and she ran her mouth, and it told the whole rest of the family. Now it's awkward for him at Thanksgiving because they're looking at him like you said. You were looking at the Shawasa. Oh, he nasty. And, I mean, you know, he's doing all this other kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But, I mean, just don't be so concerned with what other people think because at the end of the day, it's yours and his marriage. Yes. Y'all got to be yes. the one to work. I mean, because a lot of times we see couples, and I know you know this, you probably know people like this, they're on the outside to the rest of the world, it seems like a a Barack and Michelle Obama type situation. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, at at the house, it's more like a Shaq and Shiny situation. I mean, you know, they're not getting getting along at all, and she's throwing shows to Nolly Bendis on the street. I mean, (laughs) so you never know. Don't be fooled by, you know, what you see. Yeah, I agree with that exactly. And then ultimately it's going to come down to her her decision. And you're going to obviously, um, you know, you're going to seek, you know, the thoughts and opinions. You're seeking advice, obviously. You know, you wrote into us, so you're looking for that. And and one of my things is, 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 is I say I always say this, like, you know, when it comes to advice, you know, smart people don't need it and dumb people don't take it. So I just want to see, like, where where are you at as far as, you know, your mindset? Where are you at right now? I mean, because you're obviously, if you're on the fence, you know, you want to teeter one way or the other. I think you're looking for someone to tell you what you're already uh, thinking about doing. So you got to sit there, and that's why I say you got to talk to your man and find out exactly why he does what he does. You know, why he goes on there and what you're, he that's, he's getting from that that he's not getting from you. Don't listen to the outsiders, whether it be your best friend, whether it be your mother. You know, you're just looking for someone to tell you what you want to hear. So ultimately, sit down and, 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 and talk to your man and find out what you can do, uh, you know, to, to – to, to eliminate it, I mean, so to keep you from, again, as I mentioned, to keep you from being embarrassed and being frustrated. So with that being said, if it's not something he says or does, then that's when you have to, you know, you have to leave that situation, to be honest with you. Yeah, like that's, stuff. About, that, 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 that's about all I got there. Um, do, do we have anybody on the line for the game? Nah, no, we, no, we don't have anyone. No one's, okay. no one's holding right now. No one's holding right now. Okay, I reached out so. to Special K. to few minutes ago, okay. but okay, but if we don't get him on, I, I do have another topic. Let's address okay, let's do it. the let's elephant. In, let, let's address the yeah. elephant in the room. <laughs> This melee in Montgomery, yeah. Alabama this weekend. Mm-hmm. Came out, Chip yeah. and I have been on the phone for literally <laughs> hours, back and forth, because mm-hmm. every time he gets a new angle or I get a new angle, I send it to him. <laughs> I mean, Kayla, I just, I mean, this thing is like a car accident. I just can't, I know yeah. it's bad, but I just can't stop looking at it. I mean, yeah. and they're all kind of memes, the T-shirts, the chair. I mean, it just... Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful is the only thing that I can use to describe it. I mean, they got January 6th, we got August 5th. You're going to mess yeah. around and find out. You're going to learn today. I mean, okay, well, okay, let me give you my thoughts before I get yours, before I first say uh-huh. I had the benefit of seeing it before it went viral. It was actually sent okay. to me earlier, and when I got it, I didn't know it was a viral thing. I thought Mm -hmm. it was just, you know, I I didn't know what I thought. But I saw it the day before, when it first came out. And I woke up the next morning, and it's it's leading every 
if we still had newspapers, it would have been front page of the newspaper. Yes, I mean, yes. it was everywhere. It was viral. So when you first saw it, K-Wall, what were your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, when you sent me that, um, when you sent me the picture, the still picture of the guy throwing his hat up and um, and the bat signal, I didn't know what that was because I didn't. I'll be honest with you, I oh, didn't you see that. Seen it yet? When I said no, I had day. not. No, I had not seen it yet. So that's why I was kind of confused, and I was looking everywhere, and you had put it up, and then you put it went to your Facebook page. I thought you maybe had elaborated on it, and then I would have went into it, and I would have commented. I didn't see anything, and then it's been until really until um, our thread and um, and would never had it so good sports radio. I think Brittany had put it up. She had put the link up there. That's when I had first uh, I, I first saw it. Then that's when I started to give my thoughts and opinions on it. Yeah, I, I really so I didn't ignore that 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 text that you sent me. I just didn't know what it was about, and I didn't want to seem ignorant about it and, and respond to it like what's that or you know what I wanted to make sure that you know I knew what it was about before I said anything. So with that being said, after I got the gist of it, the, you know, watched everything like you, I watched every single angle. I mean, there were so many different angles, so many different cameras that you know um, that that they put together. When I first saw it, e, and and I saw the hat go up, and and you see everyone coming together for that call, especially, and I'm going to say, it, especially the brothers and sisters that came, uh, that came, you know, to his aid, and he was holding his he was holding his own, man. He was holding his own for you know for a good minute, and the other guys came in, and that's when you you know you saw the melee. And I think the most impressive thing, my man swam through the river, man. When he swam through the river, he said, I ain't got time to walk around here. I ain't got time to, you know, jump on another boat or what have you. That's when I was like, oh, right, you know. And it was funny because you were like, oh, yeah, see, black people can swim. <laughs> it just got, it kind of got funnier and funnier, you know, what's the different means like you mentioned. But then when I saw the guy with the chair, I was like, whoa, all right, this guy, all right. I can see everybody walking away from this. I can see everybody walking away from this and just saying, okay, it's a scuffle, it's a fight. No real charges are going to be filed. But when he came out with that chair, I was like, good gracious, this dude's going to need a GoFundMe page, um, you know, to get out of jail, man. But go ahead. So one of the angles that shifts to the two, because I didn't see this the first time I saw it, O'Girl wasn't the only person he hit with the chair. He was he was my wobbling people with the chair, yeah, yes, and then yes. when he hit her, and what was real funny, the one one of the recordings, the chick is narrating, if you will, when he yes. hit a girl in the red dress with the chair, she said, "Ooh, he going to jail." But then, did you see the press conference with the with the Montgomery yeah. mayor and the police chief? They said, "Yeah, we were arrested for these white boys." And the dude with the chair, yeah, we'd like to bring him in for a conversation. And I'm like, conversation? The conversation should go something like this. You have the right to remain like Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, what will be appointed to you? Do you understand these rights of my rather to you? Because mm-hmm. you cannot just go around and walk hit people in the head with a chair. Although no. it's funny. No. And and, yeah. and and I get it. I'm not against the brother at all. Please, ladies and gentlemen, right. don't think I'm disparaging him at all. But still, dog, no, you just can't hit people in the head with a chair and think you, yeah. this is not WWE. I mean, <laughs> because, right. because he was laying people out with the chair, dog. Yeah. Now, it, 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 it's just so many angles. There's just so much stuff going on. Now, yeah. a girl that got through in the water, 
that's kind of her own fault. And you probably yeah. say, he's got how you going to blame yeah. she the victim. Well, she was in safety. Nah. She ran her ass down that ramp and got yep. involved. And, and mm-hmm. that's what happened, dog. You should have stayed that's, up there on that ramp. That's what like, it was about. My man with the chair and my man that mm-hmm. swam across the channel, their mindset was anybody mm-hmm. can get it. I don't care mm-hmm. what men, women, children, anybody can get it. Yeah. And, hey, she she got it. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want our listeners to think that we condone violence by any stretch of the imagination. But it's something that you know, as 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 a people, we you know we're proud of. We're happy that this situation happened. Well, we're not happy that the situation. Let me let me rephrase that. That we're happy that we came together for you know and protected our own. And none of these people knew each other. That was the crazy part. None of these people really knew each other. I mean, that guy was just doing his job. He was just telling these good people to move their boat, and they thought that they were privileged enough, and they saw the boat full of, you know, full of black, you know, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, and they just thought, like, no, I'm not moving my boat. And the guy's like, well, you got to move the boat, and he was adamant about it. And when he threw his hat up, he, I was like, oh, I want to see how many. When he first threw his hat up, he, I was like, how many people are going to respond to this? Because he's a worker. Like, how many people are actually there that he knows? Maybe some of the workers. But when the guys, when they came off of the boat, E, and the guy swimming across the uh, across the river, E, <laughs> and I was like, okay, it, this this is what I'm talking about. And as it happened in Montgomery, Alabama, E, it was it was kind of you know what? Again, I'm not and condoning Trump violence just, by any stretch. Trump yeah. had just Good. spoke there the night before too. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. they felt embracing yes. and empowered. Yes. Now another thing, oh, what, what I found another thing I found out too, the black people on the boat had been it was over forty minutes that the other people refused to move the boat to make it dock. Mm-hmm. So you, they yeah. already mad. Yeah, they already mad. They they what's that the entertainer said? I wish them would. And then, <laughs> so they they were the they were already in, they were already in wish mode. Yeah. So when they got out the boat, somebody was going to get it. And just so mm-hmm. happened, you had already started what? Oh, yeah. What? You, yeah, they are. Because you ever had them out there for, because, like, there's, there's one chant from one of the recorders. You can hear them singing, you know, Luda, move, get out the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out I did the way. Yes, you did, yes. So they already mad. It's already, mm-hmm. as they call, a hostile environment. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They messed around and found out. What? Yes. (laughs) You know what? And and I'm looking at this man, and I'm not trying again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to condone, you know, what took place by any such an imagination. But you know, you should know that as a people, we're we're tired of that. You know, we we're tired of you know the the, the privilege thinking. Yeah. Sick and tired. Facts of thinking that you could just get away with everything, you know, getting away with stuff, and and then when we, you know, we retaliate, and again, retaliate as a people, not, you know, that was his boy, or not that it was his brother or his sister, you know, it was just, uh, it was just, you know, um, our brothers and sisters just coming together and saying, listen, this brother's getting beat up by these white people, and and we're we're going to, you know, we're going to stick up for him, and again, when that hat went up, we we all know if you know that a hat goes up. 
you know, and and no, there was no hesitation. Like I said, there was no hesitation no. in a lot of people's games. <laughs> no hesitation. They didn't know this guy from you know they didn't guy from Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, Johnny. You know they just went in there and 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 uh, and and defended that man. And, and what he was sixty five, I think he is. He sixty five yeah, years I don't old. Know. And, I think he was 65 years old, from what I'm hearing. And, I mean, again, he was holding his own, but then when the, when the second and third guy came in there, they was like, oh, no, that's enough. Because no one said anything because he was holding his own. If it was just a one-on-one, I think they would, a lot of people would have let it go and just let that be that. But then when two, three other guys came in there, that's when we we had to step in. So. Yeah, you, you made yeah. an interesting point about being sick and tired, being sick and tired. Everybody has mm-hmm. a breaking point. And what, what they reminded me of, my son was probably like maybe fifth or sixth grade, and he got into a fight at school. And of course, he got suspended or whatever. So I, you know, I got to talk to him. So I uh-huh. asked him, "Hey, buddy, what happened?" He said, "Dad, this kid has been picking on me for weeks now. I did what you said. I told the teacher, and he was bothering me, and this, this, and this." I said, "Well, what happened today?" And I, I can't walk you into speeches. He said, "I'm saying what he said." He said, "Dad, I had had enough." That's what he told me. That was his exact words. He said, Dad, I had enough. He said, I I tried it your way. I tried to tell the kids, like Mom told me. I said, you know, I tried to tell the kids. That didn't work. He said, this is the day, not the day, Satan. He said, Dad, I had enough. And I laid hands on him. Hey, I couldn't even punch him, K-Walk. I said, all right, dog. Yeah. Yeah. He had a good point. It's not like he went down there and started the fight. He said, hey, man, look, I had enough. Today wasn't the day. Maybe, you know, he could have been having, my son could have been having a bad day or something else, and this kid came, and he had to get it. I mean, you know, yeah. sometimes you just, you, you had to get it. Exactly, Ben. I, and I don't know, it, it reminded me, that reminds me of um, of a movie, I think it's called uh, Homefront, I mean Homestand with Jason Tatum. He's, he's like an FBI guy, and, and he taught his daughter, to make a long story short, he taught his daughter how to fight, but he taught his daughter how to defend herself. So um, she was at school. So I think she was 10 years, she's 10 years old, and she's at the school, and there was this big bully, you know, big white bully, and um, she takes he takes his, uh, her hat, and he told her, you know, he said, listen, you know, give me back my hat. So she went to go get his hat, her hat back, she pushes him down, said, give me back my hat. So he wouldn't give her back the hat, hit her again, hit her again. So she winds up whipping his tail. And it's like, I told you twice. He's <laughs> like, I told you twice. I asked you twice. And that's what he taught her. I asked you twice. So that's basically the breaking point for her. My point to that is that basically that's the breaking point. You're only going to be yep. able to take so much. And I'm going to warn you. I'm going to give you two warnings, and that's it. And the rest is up to you on how you want to handle it. But that's basically how it is. So, uh, so yeah, so it's a good point. We all, we, we all do. We would only take so much whether you're scared or not. You, you have that breaking point. You really do. You really do. All right, good stuff there, E. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get through your uh, your entertainment segment, but I tell you what, that was an entertainment segment for sure, man. And I'm glad we were able. I'm glad we were able to talk about that um, uh, for sure. So that's um, yeah, that's I a great I didn't, credit. I didn't, 
I didn't put it in the rundown. I mean, I didn't send it to you to put it in the rundown because I didn't know. I know we had plenty of topics, and I didn't know we would have time. But it just so happened to work out that, you know, we had time. We had to address it, anyway. We couldn't let it go. Yeah, it's meant to be. And that just means it was meant to be. It was meant to be. That's that's how we look at it. It was meant for us to talk about it. But, yes, like you said, August 5th, they learn. <laughs> they learn that day. They learn that day. <laughs> all right, good stuff. E. All right, that's all the time we have, ladies and gentlemen. As I like, I like to do always. I like to leave you guys with something positive. I'll leave you with this today. Uh, the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. All right, for E. Scott, I am K. Walk for Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Tough times, I hope y'all holding up We'll be high cause we always is But I'm feeling like this How many mothers have to cry? How many brothers gotta die? How many more times? How many more times? How many more marches? How many more signs? When they killing mine, they'll try to justify For each and every time Playing in the park, taking your jog Sitting on the couch, in your own house Never seen a matter what we do You think we don't matter what we do You got a problem cause the city on fire But you're quiet when niggas die Not the soul about the body that we buried God, now you no longer have to worry It's so hard to sing these words out loud 